0: Hello, book lovers, and welcome to Rather Be Reading. You're Alyssa. And you're Persephone. Join us as we talk about our most recent reads and all things bookish. Here is the next chapter.
1: Hello! Hello! (laughs) And hello everyone else. Hello everyone
0: else. (laughs) How's it going? Good. How are you this week? Good. good. Do you have any uh,
1: updates? I actually do. I have... Okay, I have like
0: three-ish bookish updates. Okay, love it. Do you have any... The only one I have is touching on something that we talked about last week. Ooh. Fourth Wing. <gasps> yeah. Okay, I went to Powell's yesterday to try and find it cuz yeah. it's everywhere. It hasn't been out for too terribly long. Went to Powell's mm. was not in Powell's. What? So I looked it up on their little computer yeah. Did they didn't have it at any of their bookstores. And so I was like, "Oh, okay, weird." What? So I looked it up on Barnes & Noble. Mm-hmm. There were it was sold at, at most Barnes & Noble locations. Okay. We have what, like six or seven Barnes and Nobles in the like the greatest greater Portland area. Yeah yeah yeah. Um sold out at most there was some available at Clackamas and some mm-hmm. available at Bridgeport. So I called okay. Clackamas. Okay. The Barnes and Noble at the Clackamas they were like nope all of ours that are in store are on hold. Shit. Called Bridgeport, nope, we don't have any more. Called Shit. Vancouver, what? Barnes and Noble across the river, <laughs> nothing. There are no copies anywhere in the Portland area. No what? targets, no nothing. It's completely sold out.
1: Insane. I, yeah,
0: I so, so then looked on Amazon. Okay, the next Amazon delivery date is in like July. What the it's fuck? that backed up. Dang. It's fucking popular because I was like, it's so viral right now. I was like, this would be a great book to read yeah. and talk about on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cannot get my hands on a physical copy shit i feel so
1: bad because kyle and i literally just last wednesday were at
0: powell's and what, was it there
1: yes no! yes i picked it up it was in my greasy little clutches oh yes. you let it go i did i let Damn. it get away i did because yeah i was like oh man i want to buy this so mm-hmm. bad but then I was like oh, oh wait you're like yeah i'll
0: wait until it drops in price a few dollars that's mm-hmm. what i always say and then, me no, then it's gone forever I'll probably do a call around again. I just
1: looked at the um, when I held it the other day at Powell's before I put her back. (laughs) um, I looked at the side, like on the pages, and there are all these like dragons and stuff, like on the page. Oh, so good, so good. But that's really sad. Yeah. So that's my only update. It's a hot (laughs) pursuit. I keep my eyes out on it. Dang. Okay, I just have like. Three. Two of them kind of go together. Okay. But they're making movies, kind of piggybacking off of your Hunger Games movie news. Mm-hmm. They're making movies for Salem's Lot. Oh! Okay. Yeah, a movie for Salem's yeah. Lot. And then a movie for... Did you ever read... It's kind of like a rom com like book red white and royal blue no but i wanted to It oh, looks so cute. so cute
0: i've heard a lot about yeah. it it's it, so cute it looks really adorable yeah yeah it's oh they're so making a
1: movie i know oh, nice. it's gonna be really good i'm excited nice. yeah
0: that's awesome have yeah. they done casting yet for either of them like how far in are they oh i don't know i just saw I'm it sure. you're, you're like <laughs> i just know that it's happening i don't know i just saw <laughs> it i was like oh bookish news
1: yeah that's very <laughs> exciting i think it'll be good yeah, and then, oh my god, the last piece of bookish news I have, and I'm going to try to make it brief because I have way too many feelings about it. Okay, <laughs> Okay. so on Netflix, yeah. you know how they had that movie after, based off of the book after? No. Okay, that's... You're going to have to I'm tell I'm me all about it.
0: You.
1: <laughs> you know, like, Wattpad? Yes. Okay, so this woman, Anna Todd, wrote this book on Wattpad, Uh and it was Harry Styles fan fiction. Oh, God. (laughs) I know. Great (laughs) start.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: And and so they made a movie based off of it, and it was on Netflix. It was just called After. No way. Okay. Yes, and it was about this girl who, like, goes to college. She has, like, a super straight-laced boyfriend Mm -hmm. that, like, her mom loves, then she meets this bad boy. Oh, yes, of
0: course.
1: Pardon, because it can't be hairy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like a super steamy, angsty, like guilty pleasure kind uh, of movie. Yes, okay. I watched it way too many times. It was embarrassing. <laughs> he and loved it. It shook Love me that. to my core. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> I saw that they have the sequel and the third one. It's Holy unfortunate. Holy shit. Yeah, so I... Watched the second one, mm-hmm. which I think is called After We Collided. Okay. It was so bad. Really? It was so bad. Damn. It was so bad. Like, <laughs> I have all the feelings in the world, but literally, like, it's so awful. He's so. Su- okay, the main guy, Harden, yeah. Harry. Harry Harden? Yep. <laughs> Har- <laughs> Harry Hard. Harry Hardon? <laughs> I'm so Sorry, friends. Oh, my God. He's just so angsty the whole time. And literally, like, probably, like, two minutes in, I was like, he reminds me of a toddler. Oh. Like, he literally doesn't have... The like skills to articulate his emotions, no. so he literally like throws things, like oh, Jesus. and throws like little tantrums. You should give him a spanking. Yeah, <laughs> he'd <laughs> like it too much. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. And then like literally, like he has these nightmares, and his mom comes to like visit and stuff. The main girl comes out and she's just having like a morning tea with his mom. And his mom's like, is he sleeping? And oh god. And she's like, he has nightmares, but he's sleeping oh now. God. He's like, you no. know, and it's like, oh my God. It's so embarrassed and he's like, Tessa <laughs> the whole time. It was so bad. Ew. It was so crusty. So basically the best part of it. I think it's Cole Sprouse. Do you remember like Dylan yeah, Cole yeah. I think it's Cole Sprouse that's in it. Yeah. And he's a cutie patootie. Okay. Is, does he play Harden? No. Okay. Praise Jesus. He <laughs> <laughs> He plays like a friend that she needs okay. at her new job. And he's just like super put together, super sweet, yeah. like really yeah. nice and just a total cutie pie. Yeah. He's like plays this super like high straighten in like nerdy. Uh, so does, like... is he like
0: another love interest then?
1: Yes, okay. kind of. I think he'll be more of a love interest in the next one that I'm not going to watch because it was such a fucking nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> but kind of.
0: So huge disappointment of a movie. It was
1: so bad. It was just so bad. Ooh, All of the emotional labor that this poor girl had to go through to cater to the feelings of this like. Man, Man child. child. Ew. So embarrassing. Ew. Like, I just... There's nothing hot about that. Yeah. There's nothing cute about it. You're like, it. we don't
0: want to be your mommy. Yeah.
1: We don't want to be your no. mom.
0: No. We do not.
1: <laughs> uh, so, spare yourself.
0: Do not watch. Do not watch. The sequel. So, so, are you a Harry Styles fan? Is that what got you into this in the first place? Or...
1: So, I listened to an interview of Hannah Todd. Or, it was with her and I think... um, What's her name? Rachel Hollis she's the one who wrote girl wash your face oh okay yeah i was listening to her podcast and she had anna todd on as like a guest Mm -hmm. um so she was talking about writing and like publishing to wattpad and her like whole journey and stuff and i thought that was so cool yeah and it is like really inspiring like she was like writing from her bedroom and like writing from her phone on her way to work and like that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. and people just loved the story and so i was like i'll give the first one a shot and then i did and it was like guilty pledge yeah and then there was a night, I think a couple of weeks ago, where like Kyle wasn't here with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, like "Good, I get to yeah. watch all my trash." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <stuff. laughs> yes. I was like, "What trash would I like to watch that yeah. Kyle wouldn't?" <laughs> and there we, there we have it. Okay. After we collided, yeah.
0: did you read so. the the Wattpad book then? So, they eventually
1: made a physical copy. Okay. And I think it's still on Wattpad for free, which nice. was something that was really important to her, which yeah. I think is also amazing. Yeah, love that. Love that. So, I have the first book, just okay. after, but I haven't read it because I'm too nervous. <laughs> I'm
0: like, <laughs> like, will it, uh, will, it up? will it be grimy? Yeah,
1: it probably will, yeah. and
0: I'm too scared. Fair enough. <laughs> so... Yeah, I love that though. Horrified. Okay, Horrifying. avoid. So watch after. Stop after. After.
1: Stop after. After. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Good to but, know. But that's all I got. Cool. Are you first this I week? I think I think I'm starting this Woo-hoo! week. Yeah. I'm you excited. Last week. I'm yes. excited too. Okay. I'm so excited. I'm like settling I in. you loved my book for this week. <gasps> Hell okay. yeah! So this week I read *Nettle and Bone* by T. Kingfisher. A little bit of backstory. I. I have read one other T. T. Kingfisher book. I read What Moves the Dead, and it's – T. Oh, my gosh. Her name is a tongue twister for me. (laughs) T. Kingfisher is a really interesting author for me because she Mm. writes, like, a really wide variety of things. I think her primary genre is, like, horror. Mm. She has several horror novels. But then this is kind of more of a fantasy. And then she's also written, like – like a fantasy romance Mm -hmm. book that I really want to read called Paladin's Grace. I think there's three Mm. of them. And then she has also written like a cozy, like a cozy heartwarming fantasy um, called a wizard's guide to defensive baking. (gasps) And I want to read that so bad, but it's precious. It's not like super common in Mm bookstores. So this is her most recent, write. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's, so it's, like, fantasy, but it's, like, kind of, like, creepy fantasy, which I really, really love. like. Anyway, so I had read What Moves the Dead, which is one of her horror novels, and mm. it's kind of, like, a gothic house horror. Oh. Was it scary? Like, were you scared? It was creepy. It was okay. unsettling. Mm-hmm. I didn't love it, unfortunately. I liked it. I think I mm-hmm. gave it, like, a three. Okay. Um, I liked it. I was a little bit disappointed because I have read a couple of... A couple other like gothic house horrors like mm-hmm. i read mexican gothic which yeah. i absolutely so loved good. yeah so good and then i've also read um some shirley jackson so like mm-hmm. the haunting of hill house and she
1: yeah. do we have always lived in the yes castle? that's the other one i read okay. yeah, yeah yeah and you liked
0: them? and i really liked both of those nice. so i was a little bit disappointed with what moves the dead because it was kind of similar vibes and it felt kind of just like done to me just because i have read all of those books relatively recently yeah it wasn't bad but it was just like nothing new or exciting for me right but I loved it because in her little blurb in the back she was Mm -hmm. like so I was writing this and then Mexican gothic came out and if you haven't read Mexican gothic put down this book go read Mexican (laughs) gothic because it's like this but better and I was like okay so at least she's self-aware like I really respect that yeah yeah and um, it's not a bad book by any means and the Mm cover is really cool it's like this um, like almost skinless rabbit with like mushrooms growing out of it. Um yeah. So, anyway, so I had that's the only T King Fisher I had read and so mm-hmm. I was I was nervous going into this because my only other T King Fisher wasn't my fave.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But Uh, my really good friend sam Mm -hmm. she had just read this and she bought it for me she's like you have to read it i loved Mm -hmm. it and i was like all right i'll get to it and um it's not too terribly long it's like 250 240 250 pages Uh so i was just like all right i'm gonna go for it let's give it a shot and right away so i I just want to read you the first couple lines because i was just like after the first chapter i was like i am hooked this is right up my alley chapter one The trees were full of crows, and the woods were full of madmen. The pit was full of bones, and her hands were full of wires. So it starts out with this girl, Mm -hmm. and she is in this pit full of bones. She's building a bone dog. So she's finding all these various pieces of bones from Mm -hmm. dogs in this pit, and using these wires to, like put this bone dog together and we don't really know why at this point Mm -hmm. it's it's like super creepy eerie vibes she's she's in this pit just kind of like her hands are all cut from like the wires she's using to wrap and like she's got like infections starting to set in her fingers are swollen and um she's just kind of mumbling to herself like singing this um half rhyme it's like bone dog stone dog oh Um, god oh i think i wrote down Uh, bone dog stone dog black dog white dog live dog dead dog yellow dog run and she just keeps kind of like mumbling bits and pieces of this as she's working and she's noticing like oh i can see the levels of starvation in the layers of this pit like the first layer at the bottom was the you know like the cows the Mm -hmm. the horses Mm. um and then you can see the dogs the bones of the dogs and then it as, as the starvation grew, you start to see people, you know, oh, as they started God. to eat the people. <clears throat> and she's just kind of reminiscing. She's in this area called the Blistered Land. It's a section of this world. Uh-huh. Something happened. We don't know what. Mm-hmm. But basically, people there had to turn to cannibalism. And as you can see throughout the Bone Pit, you know, foods became scarce for whatever reason. And they started mm-hmm. eating each other. And as they started eating... Eating each other, this sort of like madness set in, and everyone kind of became like altered in the head to various degrees, depending on how much human flesh they ate. Weird. So there's people still living in this land, and she mm-hmm. she kind of encounters some of them uh, mm-hmm. as she's reminiscing, who are various levels of kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. She's remembering sitting around the fire with a couple of them and like conversing, and they're they're. Like, making sense, but they're kind of not really making sense as they're talking. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of thinking, like, I don't... I, like, I don't get why they stay here, why they don't go out. But then she's like, well, if they feel safer here mm-hmm. than they do outside, that's saying something. You know, right. at least they're understood here. They know what everyone else... Like, that, what they all had to go through. Sure. Um, but we have no idea what happened. Okay. Okay, so we have Mara building her stone dog. She, uh, the stone dog comes to life uh-huh. um, as she finishes. And Mara leaves the blistered lands Mm -hmm. in search of the dust wife. We we kind of find out what a dust wife is Ah, um, as the story goes on. There are several dust wives. Dust wives is a title for the person who is kind of the caretaker of a cemetery. Mm -hmm. um, And they can kind of like commune Mm -hmm. with the dead. They have kind of this like, not necromancy, but like, kind of like a dark kind of magic, I guess. I don't know how to properly describe it. But Mm -hmm. she's on on her way back to a specific dust wife Uh. who had so she had come to uh-huh. she came to this dustwife to request a weapon to help her kill a prince we don't know who the mm. prince is yet and so the dustwife gave her three tasks the first was to knit a cloak mm-hmm. of nettle and owl owl nettle and owl cloth which i don't really know what owl cloth yeah. is is it like owl skin i have no idea they don't really she doesn't really describe it but um, the second task was to bring a bone dog to life, uh-huh. and then the third is to bottle the moon. Um, so oh. she's already completed the first task. We see her complete the second task, and she's mm-hmm. on her way back to the Dust Wife. Mm-hmm. And when she gets to the Dust Wife, the Dust Wife's kind of like sees the bone dog and is like, What the fuck? Like, okay, you made this cloak from nettle and outcloth. Uh-huh. You brought this bone dog to life. Both of those were supposed to be impossible tasks, and yet here you are just casually bringing it back to me. Yeah. And. The Dustwife's basically like, all right, you've earned the third task. Like, I already have this bottle of moon. Like, you win. Like, I, I have no idea how you've done this, but you've, you've completed the impossible, so I'm going to assume that you're going to do it anyway. Yes. Let's just kind of nip this in the bud. Mara's the main character. I don't mm-hmm. think I said that, but her name is Mara. Mm-hmm. And Mara's like, okay, so are you going to give me the weapon that I need to kill a prince? Mm-hmm. And the Dustwife's like, yeah, that's me. You're taking me with you. Like, What? Uh, I'm the weapon, basically. Dang. And... So that kind of concludes, like, the first chapter or two. Mm -hmm. And then we get a flashback um, from Mara's kind of upbringing. Mm -hmm. So Mara is the daughter of a king. So -hmm. she's a princess. Mm -hmm. She's the princess of this little, like, kind of city-state called the Harbor Kingdom. And they're Mm -hmm. really strategically important because they're in between to the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom uh-huh. really unique names i know um <laughs> they have control of the harbors the ocean that sort of thing uh, okay. so they are kind of in constant turmoil with the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom kind of both continuously trying to eva- uh, invade them and kind of take over of this strategic landmark uh-huh so we see mara and she kind of describes herself i think she's a little bit neurodivergent she descri- describes herself as being kind of like slower to pick up on things than oh, other great. people, and um, she doesn't c- quite pick up on like cues as well. She doesn't uh-huh. quite process things the same as other people. Mm-hmm. She has two older sisters. Damia is the oldest, mm-hmm. then Kania is the middle child, and then Mara is the youngest mm-hmm. in this family. Really quickly in this flashback, when Mara's quite young, mm-hmm. um, her oldest sister Damia, who she's really close with, is betrothed to the prince of the northern mm-hmm. kingdom, Prince Vorling. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of a strategic move to link the two households because having the northern kingdom backing the harbor kingdom that will keep the southern kingdom from invading will kind of protect like and so the firstborn child the firstborn son will be the prince of the harbor kingdom and will have ties to the northern kingdom as well so it'll it's a it's a really strategic move to protect the harbor kingdom but then it's also a strategic move by the northern kingdom there's fairy godmothers in this world and (laughs) it's
1: so cute fairy
0: godmothers basically come and they bless like the royal families with like um like mara's family their godmother blessed them with the gift of health um and we find out that the godmother for the northern kingdom blessed their family with protection from magic like the Mm -hmm. no magic will be able to affect the their family, Mm -hmm. as long as their blood remains pure. Mm -hmm. So that kind of Mm -hmm. led to some incest within the family. Sick. Yes. That's disgusting. A few too many cousins marrying cousins. And so their blood is pretty weak. They are all (sighs) kind of frail, kind of... Just not as robust as you would hope from a royal family. So um, they are hoping to strengthen their blood by marrying someone outside of their family. So a benefit for both the northern kingdom as they get control of the harbor village and make their blood a little bit more robust. And a benefit for the harbor kingdom as they're going to get that protection. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Right. Damia goes away Mm -hmm. and Mara is, which is the oldest sibling who is Uh now princess of the northern kingdom mm-hmm. she goes away mara's really upset about it because mm-hmm. kania the middle sister has said to mara on several occasions like i hate you like she mm. she which mara really takes to heart it yeah. really kind of affects her interactions her self-worth her views of herself that sort of thing yeah so damia goes away mara's really upset both because mm-hmm. she lost her very beloved older sister mm-hmm. she's gone away and because she's now stuck with kania who has yeah. Expressed little love towards Mara as she was younger, but Damia returns rather quickly, as her body is shipped shipped back because she dies. No. Um. And Mara does not quite understand what went on. Yeah. Um, Me neither. It was told right. (laughs) It's it's framed as like, oh, like this is an accidental death. We don't know what happened. Mara's. Hesitant to believe even that she's dead, she's like, "This doesn't make any sense. Like, yeah. how could how could how could Damia be dead? How could this happen? I don't. I just don't understand. I don't understand." And she kind of dissociates yeah. and doesn't fully process that. Yeah. But several years later, Kania mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. then betrothed to Prince Borling as um as the mother of these three girls. Is like, we mm-hmm. still need to we still need to have this alliance, basically. And if right. the prince is willing. We Kanye, you're next. You're the next in line. Ugh. Let's go. Gross. And Mara is again distraught. She's like, you can't go back? Like what right. what this doesn't make any sense. Like what's going on? Right. Um, but Kanye goes and Mara is then sent off to join a convent. Mm-hmm. And Mara, Mara's pretty happy about this. She's like no, this is dope. Like, I'm learning to embroider. I'm learning oh. to muck stalls. Like, I'm learning nice. all of the, these things. Uh-huh. But she also knows that it's kind of a hostage situation because if she were to have the firstborn son, mm-hmm. Mara's Mara's like 15 or so at this point. So okay. she's getting to that age where, you know, back in the day, like, you'd start thinking about babies and stuff like that. So she's mm-hmm. sent to the convent mm-hmm. um, hostage so she doesn't have the firstborn son who would then inherit the Harbor Kingdom. It's important that Kania has a son first Uh so she's pretty stoked about this convent it's called the convent is for our lady of grackles um yeah and so all of the all of the nuns there are pretty fucking cool um religion in this world is really chill really relaxed like they they worship but they're like Barley the grackles really doesn't have much to tell us, so we kind of just do what we want here, yes, you know? Yes, beautiful. Um, and Mara has a couple of of flings in her younger years um, that don't end quite well. One, when she was, you know, in love with this guy who then um, somehow found out that she was part of the royal family and then was boasting about it to everyone, and she overheard it, and so she's like, men fucking suck. Yeah. Hear you, sister. Yeah, um, yes. <laughs> so... She's just living her life in the convent, but she is soon pulled back to the northern kingdom mm-hmm. to attend the birth of Kanya's firstborn child. Mm-hmm. So Ka- she travels over. Mm-hmm. Kanye's given birth, oh God. and it's a girl. So mm. the prince is pretty fucking pissed. Kania's is like, whatever, you know. Yeah, y'all marry um, your cousins, right? Exactly. Like, like, like chill. bro. Yeah. You, can, you can use a girl for now. <laughs> um. So while Mara is there, mm-hmm. Kanya gives Mara a warning. She says, if I die, don't let her, referring to their mother, mm-hmm. marry you off to the prince. Run away. Ruin yourself. Whatever it takes. Don't let her drag you into this hell along with us. Mara's like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. What's going on? But right. doesn't have a chance to question Kanya further as um, mm-hmm. they're kind of separated. That was kind of their only alone moment. Mm-hmm. And she, she returns back to the convent and this statement by her sister really consumes her. She's like, what does she mean? Like, what is she talking about? Was it just like, was she just so exhausted from birth? Like, Mm -hmm. in the convent um, Mara kind of sees a couple of births happen Mm -hmm. and she's like the women are always saying things they're like i'm gonna chop my husband's balls off like you know they're always like was she just distraught exhausted like never don't get pregnant like was it like this or was it right was she serious i don't know right. what do i do well and it's and such a turn of events
1: too because if they had such a rough like tumultuous relationship yeah. at first yes then for her sister to turn around and be really protective right. of like I
0: would not wish this on exactly. you. Exactly. That is really... Exactly. Yeah, so Mara's really bad. shaken up and this really consumes her. So she really kind of throws herself into the midwifery realm mm-hmm. realm where she, you know, she helps, she tends a lot of births. She learns about, mm-hmm. you know, what to do if it's a stillborn, what mm-hmm. to do if it's a tough birth, if there's mm-hmm. like odd angles, um, mm-hmm. what herbs to take if you want to prevent pregnancy, like all of this mm-hmm. things. She's like, I just need to know as much as I can. Mm-hmm. And as she's learning all this information, years pass and she hears at various points like, Connie is pregnant again. You know, mm. it's like sent via mail. Mm. Your sister's pregnant again. Your sister's pregnant again. And she's like, I'm, but I've never gotten a birth announcement. Like she right. must be losing all these children. And she becomes extremely worried. Like her health cannot be good from this many pregnancies and miscarriages. Right. Like mm. what the fuck is going on? Yeah. So she doesn't see Kanya again mm-hmm. until news comes that Mara's niece, Kanya's daughter, mm-hmm. has died. So mm. so she goes back so to the Northern Kingdom to attend the funeral of mm-hmm. her niece. Mm-hmm. And there's not a ton of alone time that Mara gets with Kanya, but they do Kanya at one point defies the prince where she, mm-hmm. uh, they're all kind of at dinner and Connie's like I'm going to go down to the crypts to mourn mm-hmm. and the prince is like great you're going to take the guards and she's like no I'm not I am going to mourn alone mm-hmm. I'm going to bring my sister the nun like that's going to be protection enough right and the prince you can see the prince's face kind of contorts in rage and he he's <sighs> about to argue back but then the king who's this you know Incest has really affected him. He's like weak, kind of doddering around, like not quite right in the head, but he's like, Oh, that's lovely. You go grieve. That's excellent. And so the prince can't really say anything. Uh, so Kanye and Mara go down to the crypts, which are described as this huge, like under. It's all under the castle, oh. under the kingdom, and it's just this vast, these vast tombs where, um, like, the kings of old lay. Wow. Um, so they go down there, oh, so and cool. they're kind of just by the niece's tomb mm-hmm. and Mar notes that Kanye's is not crying and Mara's like should I be crying like I don't this is such an uncomfortable situation I don't know what to say like I yeah. want to bring up hey Kanye have you heard of these herbs to pre- prevent pregnancy but I don't really yeah. want to be like doing that at the great the the bedside Grave of, of your yeah of your daughter yeah um it's really kind of awkward mm-hmm. but uh, as they're down there um, Kanye kind of is, being really kind to Mara, and mm. Mara notices these bruise handprints on her arms. Aww. And Mara asks her about it, and Kanye is pretty upfront. Um, mm. and they she discovers that the prince is pretty cruel. Um, Ugh. and Awful. Kanye basically says, The only time he doesn't torment me is when I'm pregnant. Mm. And so Mara's like, Okay, that explains the multiple pregnancies, right? Kanye is basically like. All he wants from me is to bear a son, but I don't know if when I bear a son, if that's going to be the end of me, if I'm going to be worthless to him from then on, and either I'll live my life out in torment, or he will kill me. Like, I just frankly don't know. Right. And... Mara's like well what can we do can we get you out of here can we blah 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 and she's like no if if like I must I, like I have to do this for our people if right. if I leave the northern kingdom's gonna invade like our, our kingdom will no longer be safe our people won't be safe we'll be fucked right like there's there's no way for me to leave I have to stay here and just mm. endure this so Mara's filled with this feminine rage. She's yes. like, men fucking suck that they can just do this to women, yes. get away with it. Yes. Um, Prince Vorling obviously was preying on, you know, yeah. Domia's dead. You right. know, and this finally kind of hits her that is really dead and she finally mourns and grieves Damia. Right. And she feels really guilty that she's mourning her older sister several years later. Yeah. While her niece is dead, you know. She's like, right. I like she's just really messed up over it. Yeah. She returns to her convent and then decides she's 30 at this point uh-huh. and then she decides you know what i'm fucking doing something about yes! this like he cannot get away with this Hell and yeah. so she kind of starts to poke around the comment like yes. what what could I do? You right. know, and she receives this little piece of information <gasps> that there is this specific dust wife who is very powerful yes. and might be able to help. And so she travels off to find this dust wife and then we're all caught up. Ooh. We know why she's there. We know why she's trying to kill a prince. Yeah. And so we have Mara mm-hmm. and her bone dog. We have the dust wife. Mm-hmm. And, and then, her moon juice. What was that? And her moon juice. And her moon, her, yes, her moon <laughs> juice, exactly. Her <laughs> bottle of moon. And they kind of band together, and they're mm-hmm. set off in this adventure to go kill a prince together. Yes. They don't have a super distinct plan in mm-hmm. motion, but they're like, well, you know, we might as well get closer to the northern kingdom, like because yeah. they're pretty far away. And so they set off from the dust wife's little cemetery, Ooh. and uh, who will join them, but a demon chicken. One of <laughs> One of her chickens, one of the dust wife's chickens is possessed by a demon and tends to live on her. She has this little, like, walking stick and it will just roost on her walking stick oh. once a day, walk down and lay an egg in the back of uh, in her little hood. And <laughs> so cute. And it's fucking excellent. So quirky. I love that. Yeah, exactly. So they set off. This little, um, unusual quartet of creatures (laughs) and they start traveling towards the Northern Kingdom and along the way they kind of pick up, um, a couple other travelers. So at one point they stop in this kind of magical market. They're, Mm -hmm. they're like, okay, we will probably need more tools to, Mm -hmm kill this prince they're along this river and there's a drowned child in that river who is kind of haunting the river and she the dust wife basically is like hey little buddy like where's the nearest goblin market i think is what it's called might be something completely different but basically like this little magical market oh. and this little drowned child gives them gives them directions they travel through this like portal into this magical market cool. and um yeah in this magical market there's a tons of different creatures tons of different like random items things oh. like that and so they purchase a moth that has an enchantment on it that mm-hmm. will show them what they need or what Mara in specific needs. Mm-hmm. They release this little moth. This moth flies over to another stall and lands on this slave, basically. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, apparently we need this slave. Mm-hmm. And so they barter with the stall, stall owner, who mm-hmm. his, he's the merchant of teeth. He has all, all sorts of different teeth that he's selling. That's so weird. And like chomp chomp teeth? Yeah. Like, yeah. yep, yep. Wow. Like different creature teeth. Interesting. Yes. <laughs> and so to pay for the butterfly or the moth um, Mara had sold six weeks of her life. Wow. To pay for the slave, she's like, would you like the tooth of a nun? <laughs> and um, he's like, fuck yeah. No. So they pull a tooth, one of Mara's teeth, and get this slave, and as they... They take this slave, the stall guy's like, be careful, he's a murderer. And they're like, okay, cool. And as they're kind of leaving this market, the slave's like, do you mind if I hold your arm on the way out? And Mara's like, sure. So they link arms, and they leave this magical market. And we are introduced to Fenris. Fenris. Fen <laughs> Yes. And Fenris is this like I love oh, him I'm already. Behind on my notes. Oh, but <laughs> like, this book just gives me so much like I love Yeah. Oh Um So Fenris is this I think he's like a a, one of the like tribal people up north, mm-hmm. um, for different country, but you know they, they speak the similar language, like different customs, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And Fenris has his own tragic backstory, mm-hmm. but he joins this group, and he's this like big burly guy, but he's like this absolute fucking teddy bear. Oh. He's the sweetest little dumpling, <laughs> and um, and so he joins mm-hmm. their group and um, is just an absolute angel. Oh. And they take off together, and we we you'll get you get to know Fenris' little backstory and it's so touching but I'll leave that I'll leave a little bit of surprise if anyone wants to read this book afterwards because you should it's excellent then they are getting closer to the northern kingdom and they're basically like what are we going to do we still don't really have a plan they kind of talk amongst themselves and they're like okay so there's this godmother who's protected them from magic so the dustwife can't touch him with her magic so they want. Do they decide like we need to learn more about godmothers and their magic? Yeah. So they find Mara's godmother who oh. lives in like a nearby town. They mm-hmm. go and see her. She's this eccentric fucking lady who yes. has who has like very little power compared to most godmothers, or so mm-hmm. we think. And Mara's at first pick, pissed. She's like, "Why did you bless us with fucking health?" Like. Look at my sisters. Like, yeah. one's dead. One, like, you couldn't have blessed with something better. And the godmother's basically like, I'm so sorry. Like, I don't have the power to. <laughs> um, <laughs> Is that your godmother voice? That's my godmother voice. Because <laughs> she's this, like, old little lady. She's, like. Yes, exactly. But she's, <laughs> she's, like, very eccentric, very weird, very sweet. She, like, starts crying. She's like, I'm oh. so sorry. Like, I can't, I can't do much else. Oh. And that's why it's basically like, I can tell you're lying here and we Shit. discover that the the godmother does not have much power to bless but she is very in tune with her ability to curse. But she's like, I yeah, I dabbled a lot on like mice and things like that and discovered that I can only curse and I'm not I don't want to do that. Like that's cruel. I'm not going to curse mm-hmm. anything. So I just don't use my magic except for to do my one blessing of health. That's the one thing I'm good at. So I'm sorry I couldn't give your family more than health, but that is all I can do. What? Yes. Um, Bullshit. But she decides, so she's like, I don't, like, I know a little bit about godmother magic, but let me go with you. Mm-hmm. You know what we should do? We got to talk to that godmother there. Mm-hmm. Uh, take me with you. I want to help. <laughs> and she's the great aunt, I think, of mm-hmm. um, Mara's family. So she's like, mm-hmm. I feel some responsibility. I'm going with you. Aww. So she joins the our little squad on their way along. Dang. And they enter into the Northern Kingdom. They're pretty overwhelmed. Mara's like, I might be recognized here. I'm a princess. Like, I shouldn't be here. Once the king's dead, they'll know it's me. They're trying to find somewhere safe. Mm -hmm. And the godmother's like, hold on, I got this. She goes to a stall where they're selling, like, baby chicks. She grabs Mm. the baby chick and, like, murmurs to it and lets it go. And it leads them (gasps) to an inn, basically. And the dust wife's like, what did you... What did... Like, what... What did you You can't do blessings What did you do to this chick And she's like Oh I did bless it She said I just I just asked I blessed it with Finding a safe space The dust wife's like And (laughs) And she's like And it would die If it couldn't find us A safe space Because she can She's only really good At cursing (laughs) But it does It finds them This safe space So they stay at this inn Where the innkeeper Is An old woman Mm -hmm. But she has this puppet Who sits on her shoulder And basically like controls her movement, and when it does anything she doesn't like, it chokes her, and it's very creepy. That's so creepy. Very, very creepy, and there's more to that and, like, why, but Mm -hmm. for time purposes, we're not gonna get into it, but very creepy, but they stay there. Mm -hmm. The godmother keeps this little chick in her little bosom. This little chick just (laughs) nestles into her bosom, and so we've got, we've got, we add more to the crew, more quirky characters to the crew. Oh. And so this is where I'll leave it. We'll leave the ending to some mystery. Ooh. But I absolutely love this book. I love the quirky <laughs> cast of characters. I fell in love with all Ugh. of them. Um, this book to me was like equal parts, like horrific and heartwarming. Like there's some truly dark mm-hmm. things, like especially the first chapter was very dark. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, there's like abuse, death, um, like a lot of creepy elements to it, yeah. but it's still very heartwarming. You've got your little band of just, absolute nuggets yeah of people no yes. no pun intended with the chicken and the chick but uh, <laughs> for nuggets but and you just like completely fall in love with them Aww. um there was like a brief like about 50 50 pages after like our first chapter where she's mm-hmm. in the um blistered lands where i was like i kind of lost not lost interest but i was like what the fuck like i want to know more about the blistered lands like she just left and there's so many questions left there like i really wanted it to take place in the blistered lands but mm-hmm. as the story developed it like really came to life to me and oh. even though it didn't go the direction i thought it was gonna go or i wanted it to go it was like absolute perfection oh and i also thought it was really interesting because i was reading the the author's what's it called when the author talks about
1: oh like acknowledgements or yeah the, yeah. yeah
0: yeah yes yeah yeah or the author's note oh yeah, yeah. yeah and she basically thought of this book because someone had asked her to write like a retelling like a little children's story about the princess and the pea oh. and she was like no that's fucked up like who is this prince who's making like needs his wife to be so dainty and delicate that she's getting bruised by peas that are far under the mattress like right. no that's a fucked up story yeah i'm gonna write yeah. this and she's well and so she wrote like a different little children's ditty based uh-huh. on another fairy tale but she was like that stuck with me this, this prince who's so obsessed with like his wife being dainty enough to feel this pee who like yeah. bruises easily who's so sensitive like yeah she kind of came up with this dark this darker side of it where it's like okay where we have this prince who's taking advantage of his, his wife and that sort of thing so it's yeah. like loosely based on the princess of the Pea, but like a dark retelling of it which i thought was really cool yeah i just i really love this book it's oh <sighs> dark fairy tale vibes. I gave it like a four out of five. It probably would have been like... The only thing that made it a... a, Or sorry, a 4.5 out of five. Okay. Um, The only thing that docked that half a point was that little bit of time where I was like, wait, but The Blistered Lands. Like, I want to
1: know more. (laughs) Tell me about your blisters. Right? I know. (laughs)
0: Um, I would totally read another book in this world if she... T. Kingfisher, if you're going to write more in The Blistered Lands, like, I am here for it. (laughs) Um, But it's a sweet little standalone book and I... (laughs) highly recommend it that's
1: awesome it was great
0: oh yeah, really liked it it sounds
1: amazing yeah did I, you tell sam that you read it yes yeah oh. and we
0: talked about it when i told her that i loved it was like good because if if you didn't we were gonna have problems like <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna have to rethink our whole entire like bookish relationship and, yeah no it's good oh, that's it's really good awesome. very very much oh,
1: enjoyed it yeah. dang it sounds
0: amazing yeah and i'm surprised and i'm very happy that um mm-hmm. T. Kingfisher's work has really done it for me because there's a yeah. lot of her other books that I really want to read.
1: Yeah, you gave her another shot. Exactly, it paid off.
0: Redemption, yep. redemption arc. I'm what? For it.
1: <laughs> what other books has she written that you're like, I
0: want to read this one? Now. I really want to read the Wizard's Guide to Defensive Baking. Oh yeah, yeah, That's yeah. So cute. Like a cozy little fantasy about like a little the cover is there's like a gingerbread guy on it oh, that's i'm like so cute this is so cute that yeah. is so unjustifiably I, I think that's, adorable i know <laughs> i think that's the one that i really kind of want to read next but i would be totally open to reading more of her like horror based content <sighs> too because she has yes. most of her popular books i think are just straight horror Dang. like modern contemporary horror so <sighs> i'm like i could get down for that that's amazing i'm very interested yeah Dang,
1: i don't think i've read any of her stuff uh, based on this, I would recommend it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. You're girly. Okay, so we both chose dark fairy tale <gasps> energy.
0: Ooh, so- nice. Oh, I can already tell what that's <laughs> giving the vibes of. Yeah,
1: I chose "How to Be Eaten" by Maria Adelman. Nice. I feel like last time we had talked about dark fairy yeah, tales. Yeah. So I guess we
0: both were feeling that energy. right. That vibe was in the air. <laughs> yeah. I love the cover. It's
1: so cool. It's like a wolf that's like looking down. At yeah, like it's little like a red silhouette
0: with these glowing white eyes. Yeah. yeah and Red Riding Hood down below. Yeah. yeah.
1: This is actually the one that... Remember when I was talking about choosing to read A Marvelous Light and oh, I yeah. read the first sentence of two books mm-hmm. and I ended up choosing A Marvelous Light? Mm-hmm. Um, so this was the other, the other book. one. Okay. Yeah, because this one starts when they're like on the bottom floor of like a YMCA building. Oh. It's <laughs> <laughs> like that or murder. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> How to be eaten. Maria Adelman. It opens with these women, like five women, meeting at – The bottom floor of a YMCA building Mm -hmm. in in New York City. There you find out, like, in the first few pages that they've all either received phone calls or emails to take part in this kind of, like, experimental group therapy um, called, like, a narrative therapy. All of them have been done dirty by, like, the media in their lifetime. Uh They all accept some more eagerly than others but they all agree to partake in this experimental therapy sign forms whatever so they're all meeting at this one location and so the group therapy is going to be like once a week and each week we learn from a different character Mm. and there's a therapist facilitator named Will, who's like super hot and everyone's nice. like, Ooh, he's "Oh, he's so spoony. Of
0: course there is. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and each story kind of coincides or is like its own little twist on a fairy tale. Nice. The first one we hear from is Bernice. Do you know the story of Blackbeard? Is that a story? It's like a pirate, Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I think that's what hers is loosely based on because she ends up with this guy named Bluebeard. Oh, interesting. (laughs) So I'm just assuming. Bold assumption. Seems linked. linked. (laughs) So she kind of tells her story of why she's there. She lived with her mom and her sister in this really small... Her mom is a single parent. Her dad died when she was younger. But across the street is this kind of, like, beach view. Yeah, it's really nice. It's kind of just, like, a really nice, like, residential neighborhood that's really close to the coast. Nice. but this huge, like, tech wizard celebrity guy who's just very eccentric and just very loud in all ways, pretty much, decides to buy the property across the street. So goodbye to their ocean view. Yeah, and their peaceful little existence. <laughs> yeah. And he just plops himself right there in this huge McMansion. Gross. It, yeah, super gross. Everything is blue. Everything that he does is blue. All of his, like, his beard is literally blue. So he's
0: bluebeard. He is bluebeard,
1: literally (laughs) (laughs) bluebeard. And so that's what people call him, but he just has come up with this, like, super brainy, new kind of form of technology that requires, like, less screen time and more of just, like interacting in a way where technology does more work for you and you don't have to use like your phone as much or your computer okay, as okay. much so for example he has this huge like voice system throughout his house that has like I don't even remember her name but he's like hello basically Alexa yeah okay. yes Housewide <laughs> yeah. Alexa <laughs> which I guess yeah he is definitely known for being like a womanizer mm. definitely known for like just chewing up women and spitting them back out paying a lot of of women off to like not ew. say anything yeah just a shit
0: so bag These are corporate elite
1: yes precisely <laughs> <laughs> and as soon as he moved into this mansion he sent um bernice and her mom and sister naomi a cake that's like hello neighbors and it's like all blue and shit and her sister's like ew and <laughs> and she's like he's just being nice and neighborly like bernice is kind of like defending him yeah Um, Trying to see the good in everyone. mm -hmm. The younger sister. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Naomi ends up running into Bluebeard and he invites her to a party. She's like, ew, I don't want to go. But after she tells Bernice, Bernice is like, please, please, like, I really want to go. So they end up going together and everything is just super blue and eccentric. This guy's I am blue. it's <laughs> yeah, the <him>. same, yeah, <laughs> same, yeah. guy, same guy. <laughs> yeah, he just like has the blue man group there. Yeah. He's got the blue house. Yeah, <laughs> He ends up finding Bernice at the party. They end up having a conversation. She's just smitten as all get out. Um, but he sees her sister and is like oh your sister's really pretty. <laughs> yeah, and she's like Sure, I guess, but she's already feeling super insecure. She's like, Oh, like my sister's like kind of like the pedestal child of beauty and like thinness, and like I'm like chubby and I feel bad about like all these things, right? And so she kind of ends up falling for his charm, and he shows her around the house. No, I
0: know, I'm like, You're beautiful,
1: yeah. (laughs) Um, so he kind of gives her a little tour of the house, shows her he has these like. He's one of those wealthy people that just, like, has random shit just to say that he has yeah. it. He has these, like, canopic jars. What the fuck is that? They're the ones that, um, in ancient Egypt where they would, like, rip out your vital organs and oh, put them in jars. charming. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Would you want to have in any home? <laughs> Every mother's dream for yep. their daughter. <laughs> um, but mom, he has canopic jars! <laughs> He's nice! <Yeah. laughs> He's got money, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. She is kind of like this is interesting, but on their way back down to the party after he shows her all these like weird jars and shit, um, she is she writes it off as being a squeak of a floorboard, but she hears this like <gasps> don't. Ooh don't and she's like no like yeah, it had to be a <laughs> yeah um so she goes back he continues to kind of like i guess like woo her in a way after the party ends they end up being together in a relationship um and she kind of like talks about him as just being this like back and forth back and forth like she won't hear from him for days but then he'll kind of love bomb her yeah. and take her on these like lavish dinners on like yachts and like fancy boat rides and like gives her all these expensive gifts and like jewels and things like that um and so then one day he's like here i know you want to explore and like get to know me better or whatever so here are some keys to my house like you can just like go through any door except for the cellar and so then he has kind of been making her... So, of course, she's going to go in the cellar, right? Of course. Right? Yeah. <laughs> of course. He's been kind of making her feel bad and has been making her feel like she's just not very smart and not very bright. He's manipulative. He yeah. knows what he's doing. He's a shitbag. Yeah. And so she's like, is this a test? Like, is he testing my intellect? Like, in him telling me not to go here, is he actually okay. trying to tell me to go here? Oh, like, honey. So she's like... Overthinking so con- the shit out of it. Yes. And so she's alone in this house and she's like, well, he's out work so cellar it is (laughs) and so she walks down in the cellar and sees a skinned (gasps) body of a woman hanging in the back yeah and then she sees all this
0: random like leather shit oh jesus no don't tell me it's the leather The leather's not skin right is it skin is it human skin oh god (laughs) are you looking Yucky! Um, It's so gross.
1: So, (laughs) yeah. So then she's like, holy shit. Like, there are dead bodies and shit everywhere. And then um, she tries to run out, but the house, the tech house, locks (gasps) her in until he gets home. Oh, God, that's horrific. Isn't that horrifying? Yeah. So he ends up coming home, and then she's like oh, my God, like, you're a murderer. And he's, like, they all, like, all these women just, like, wanted me for my money. And he's, like, I actually, like, earned where I'm at. Like, everything I did, like, I worked hard for. I didn't get any handouts. Oh, yeah,
0: sure. Yeah,
1: and she's, like... Well, because he's, like, you just love all of these gifts that I'm giving you. And she's, like, well, you're giving them to me. Like, it's not like I wasn't taking that. He's, right. like, you just take and take and take. And she's, like, but you gave it to me. Like, it was just yeah. a mental game. Right. Like, and so she, because she was so insecure and was thinking that, like, he thought she was stupid, she bought this, like, I think it was like a model or something that she thought that he would like and so she wanted to build it for him. Mm. I think like as a kit. So the UPS man shows up right as she's like there and she's like, Hello,
0: please help. UPS <laughs> like, to save the day. Yeah, the true like, heroes.
1: Blinking twice
0: yeah. <laughs> <every time. laughs>
1: And so he ends up being like, Oh and like calls the police. Good. So Homeboy goes and ends up killing himself. With, oh, jeez. By drinking cyanide, because it's blue. <sighs> and his whole thing, he's like, it's blue, and, like, I'm a blue blood. Like, his whole thing about blue is just, oh, like, a blue blood. He's like, it's, like, all it. about no. I was going to ask if
0: there was some symbolism to the blue. Unfortunately, Yucky. yes.
1: Yeah, so he's disgusting. But then her and her survivor's guilt ends up. Taking a lot of the different things that he had made because he goes, The lampshades were Vanessa, the my journals are like everything's Andrea. Yeah, like, yeah. every single item in his home is like made from the skin of one of his exes. Ew, it's ew. really gross.
0: And are they all dyed blue too? <laughs> I
1: don't think so. I don't
0: know. <laughs> they're just skin color, I think they're just like
1: leathery. And it's gross because when they meet at like the party, he's like, Look at my fine leather and like sniffs ew. it. It's so gross.
0: That's disturbing, It's man. so
1: gross. Yeah, he ends up dying, but she's like, well, what about me? Like, I thought I was different, you know? And he was like, no, you were just gonna, like, you're a joke. Like, you, you were... just had
0: nice skin.
1: Yeah. I <laughs> only liked you for your skin. Yeah. <laughs> but he was like, you were gonna be, like, a big, fat Ottoman. Like, Ew. just a shit Oh, like, what a dickhead. He sucks. Not
0: only is he murdering women, he's making men feel bad. Yes. Ugh.
1: He sucks. So... He ends up having... The canopic jars actually do store one of his exes, Ew. Tiffany. Oh, God. So, she calls them the Tiffany jars. Ew. But, <laughs> and disturbing. so, when she moves into her new... It's home. Tiffany. It's Tiffany? Yeah. And they have, like... They each have different little animal heads on. So, there's, like, Baboon Tiffany. Oh and, like, Monkey Tiffany. And, like, Horse <sighs> Tiffany. Jesus Christ. So, when she moves, she has this, like, survivor's guilt. She takes, like, one item of each, except for the three Tiffany's, okay. <laughs> (laughs) One of them's like a fucking lampshade. Yeah, so she takes them all to her new apartment where she lives by herself, but then all of them start talking to her. Oh, God, no! So she's hearing the voices of all of these, like, dead women. women. The media just really skews it as, like, because she didn't fit the physical build or the ideal of, like, air quotes, the ideal of beauty or whatever, they all just either... Blamed her like accused her of being like a conspirator or like a co what is it like co-conspirator. a co conspirator yeah, yeah. co conspirator or they just like just blamed her for being this like super weird needy fan or something like they did not would not accept that like she of had course. genuine feelings and that he liked her of course. um so it's just really sad so that's kind of why she's at this group therapy Good girl YMCA needs some therapy, party man. <laughs> yeah. oh. so that's Bernice. Ruby is Red Riding Hood. Okay. She is pretty scrappy and she's that person that just like is very combative, says the thing that a lot of people are thinking but are too afraid to say, like very confrontational. She will not take off this coat. So, like, when her week comes to tell her story, she comes in and is just like overheated from wearing this fur coat. Is it red? It is red, but not for the reasons we think. Oh, okay. So, and it's, like, dripping. And they're, like, you have heat exhaustion. Like, you have to take this coat off. She's, like, I'm not taking the coat off. (laughs) She's, like, no. (laughs) And so, we find out that she kind of has this, like, childhood trauma that just, like, haunts her. She was lured by a wolf. In her neighborhood, she was walking from her apartment building to her grandma's house. Um, and there was a wolf along the way that kind of, like, was really creepy and weird mm-hmm. and, like, was, like, flirting with her. Ooh. But she was, like, a child. Like, it was so gross.
0: Interesting.
1: Yeah. And so he, like, charms his way into getting out the information of where she's going so by the time she gets there her grandma has been completely like slaughtered by this wolf mm-hmm. and then she ends up getting eaten so she's like in the belly of this Ew. wolf oh. yeah <laughs> and it's just dark and she yeah. doesn't know how long she's there and then this like brawny man <laughs> comes in <laughs> like this logger like yeah. flannel wearing yeah. lumberjack <laughs> brawny yeah. man comes love it, in love it. With an axe and, like, cuts her out of the wolf's belly. And then he's like, whoa, like, you were in the belly of the beast. And he, like, cuts off this wolf skin and makes, like, a coat for her. And that's the coat that she's wearing is the the skin of this wolf okay all these years later she's like 30 now it's and this so... happened when she was like 9 yeah oh yikes yeah and so she just will not take it off it's super Ugh. crusty like, yeah they just describe it so well it's disgusting it's yeah. like greasy it hasn't been washed Ugh. it smells oh. they're like it's like clumped and matted in some spots it has they're like it has like crumbs and, <laughs> and it has like god. cum like oh it, god it's just like, <laughs> It's the worst it's in the world. It's so gross. And like she just does not take it off. <laughs> and she won't even take it off to, like, have it cleaned. Yeah. Well, anything. yeah. Well, clearly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, we find out that the reason why when she comes in and she's just dripping and gross and, like, heat exhausted and everything, it's because she finally was like, okay, I'll fucking get it cleaned. Like, yeah. she lost her job at a coffee shop because she was late because she has such a, like, a shit attitude, yeah. too. and. She goes to get it clean, but there's this like group of protesters outside of like the fur cleaning mm-hmm. shop or whatever that they're like, animal skin's disgusting. How dare you? like right and I mean, like, Respect, right?
0: <laughs> fair, fair. But also, this wolf did some did some damage. Yeah, <laughs> and
1: this is like twenty year old coat. Yeah, like it's, yeah, right. And this it's just vintage, okay? <laughs> yeah. Just take a sniff, yeah. and you'll let her go
0: right through. <laughs> right, she needs
1: cleaning. <laughs> and so she goes in, but the guy's like, "It'll be this much. I'll give you a discount." But she doesn't have the money, and it's gonna so be an
0: expensive clean, man. Who? If I was that, so gross. If I was that. Dry cleaner, I'd be like, dude. Yeah,
1: he was like, dude. this is disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, bro, like, no one around here is going to give no. you the deal I'm giving no. you. This is gross. Yeah. And then she's offended. So she leaves. And then as she walks out, these protesters throw this giant, like, bucket of fake blood
0: oh, all over
1: her. Okay. So, and then she goes, Straight to group. Yeah. She's, like, this she's is just fine. dripping We're going. blood. Yeah. So that's kind of her story and why she's there. Yikes. She's like, well, at least I'm living my life. And one of the other women's like, you're literally wearing the skin of your abuser. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, please, perspective. Her really. and Blue
0: Man Guy have some similarities <laughs> there. Yeah, <Anna>. Yes.
1: <laughs> so then, before we hear the other three stories, we see just a brief little snippet of Will, this perfect baby angel yes. of. A therapist comes home to his office and we see he like takes off all of his clothes and is like getting ready for bed and stuff and is like describing how itchy and sweaty he feels and so he like is feeling himself and then literally (laughs) takes off his like will suit like his skin oh my god and it's like a seam so he takes it off because it's a seam in his butt crack (laughs) This author was having way too much fun. I know. So fabulous. I was like, what? Hell yeah. yeah. So he's like, the irony's not lost on me that I literally have to climb out of my ass every day.
0: That's
1: an- <laughs> and like, Okay, what's under his will suit? Um, like this old man body. This old Ooh. man body. Yeah, so he's like, creepy. Yeah, he's really creepy. Just really itchy describes being all sweaty but yeah. like flaky and it's so gross cuz he hangs up his little sexy will suit. And then <laughs> And then he just is like putting on handfuls of lotion. Ew. He's this old greasy lotiony oh. dude. Okay,
0: I'm noticing a gross. theme here okay, give it to me. of like Skin. skins <laughs> and like specifically like wearing skins and yeah. That's yeah, interesting. Do all the rest? Well, I guess we'll find out. We'll
1: find out. Yeah, so they surprisingly don't, but as We're I'm talking right. about it now, I'm like, wow, there is a lot of skin. There's a lot of
0: skin going There's on. There's a yeah. lot of skin. It's kind of gross. Yep.
1: <laughs> yeah, on my notes it just says, will suit ass crack. <laughs> Very succinct. I yes, love it. I love it. So... Ashley, we have three more, so I'll try to make them fast. Sorry, I've been talking forever. Take your
0: time. I love it. I'm into
1: (laughs) this, man. Um, So we have Ashley, and I think, it took me a minute, but I think that hers is Beauty and the Beast, is my thought. But kind of in reverse, and I'll explain why. So at first, she's kind of, like, broke and lonely. She has, like, a loving father and a stepmother, but comes from kind of, like, humble beginnings. And then she gets invited or, like, she auditions or whatever for a reality tv show like the bachelor called the one okay and she's like all y'all bitches are here with your nasty ass trauma stories and she's like i'm here because of like i have a genuine love story (laughs) and they're like what the fuck (laughs) like is wrong with you yeah and she and ruby do not get along they are constantly clashing which is honestly very fun to read about yeah. So she gets on the show that's hosted by this super famous Jake Jackson guy who is also kind of behind the media that um, – was really against Bernice with her story. Oh. And, yeah, so he's kind of a common media Threat. person okay. throughout. Um, so she's on the show. She hits it off with The Bachelor, Brandon. 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 Oh, always a fucking Brandon <laughs> so, of or a Dylan a dinner, billionaire, billionaire, Chad. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> And so she hits it off with him. She thinks that's going so well. She's like, all these other bitches, like, they got nothing yeah. on me. I've got this. I'm endgame, man. Yes. <laughs> yes. She gets along really well with the production team. Like, there's this girl, Hannah, who's on the production team, who's like, no, like, all the others are just a distraction. Like, this oh, is for you. Like, he, like, he's going to love you more than any of the others. I just know it. Like, really hypes her up and is, like, teaching her how to, like, manifest. Uh-huh. <laughs> so and so she's like I'm manifesting and there are like these scenes where she's just like I'm the winner <laughs> she's like screaming to her mirror Um, yeah, yeah. like, I'm manifesting yeah. um, so Hannah's like you are the only one that you need to worry about there's like they don't have a chance and so, they take away pretty much everything. I think similar to what I understand of Bachelor. Fortunately, like I haven't been subjected.
0: Oh, it's a guilty pleasure. Uh-oh. It's
1: a guilty pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm. I mean, that's like me in Love is Blind, right? For sure. Yeah, yeah. So you know better. Yeah. Is that? Is that true? They take, like, everything away from these contestants? Yep.
0: Yeah, you can't have your phone. You can't have, like, you can have, like, a journal, and that's basically the only connection to the outside world you have. Like, no TV. What? No. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think it's very similar. They take away their phone. They also don't have any media. They don't... They take their watches, so mm-hmm. they don't know what time it is. Um Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but she's, like very much like starts to kind of lose her mind a little yeah. bit she's like I don't have access to anything like yeah. Hannah's telling me to manifest like great I'm doing it, I'm doing it. it. Yeah. so she ends up there's this very brainy contestant on the show as well and she's like well you should just like make a sundial make like a makeshift sundial mm-hmm. to tell the time yeah to kind of keep you grounded in reality um, so she does. And there's this other Ashley, Ashley Y. <laughs> there's
0: always two Ashley. A- so accurate.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's Ashley Y and Ashley E. Yep. <laughs> Ours is Ashley E. Okay. And Ashley Y, because nobody's cleaned up in the house, there are flies everywhere, and she has this, like, strawberry daiquiri. So Ashley E yeah. comes out and sees that the makeshift sundial that she created using a paper plate that paper plate has been punctured with a straw and is being held over this strawberry daiquiri oh. so flies don't get in oh it. so she's pissed so she's pissed and beats up. Holy fuck. <laughs> she beats up Ashley Y. Oh god. <laughs> and so she's literally like yo bitch this is my sundial.
0: You took my time. <laughs> Ashley Y also needs to be in therapy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got beat up for covering your drink with a, plat- a paper plate. Yeah
1: she's like you stole my time. Yeah. <laughs> Give me my time. <laughs> and so she ends up she's like whether I not, or not I threw it or it just dropped she's like I don't know. But it shattered. This glass shattered, and the stem of the glass went through Ashley Y's hand. Ooh! And so, like Ashley E's, like scrambling on her knees, like just getting ripped up. Ooh! And Ashley Y is being taken to the hospital because of this glass in her hand. And so, Ashley E. tries to play it cool. <laughs> Casual. Jake, yeah. Jake Jackson, the Just host. Just still fun. Flirty, fun, and frightening. <laughs> yeah, what is it? Yeah. Thirty, flirty, and yeah, thriving.
0: exactly.
1: <laughs> and Jake Jackson, the host, takes her back to, like host time talk town and it's yeah. just like you didn't actually mean it did you and she's like yeah sure like what? <laughs> but then she's like she's so fixated she's like sure what time is it <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> and he's she's like I just really want to know the time the man. Fucking
1: <laughs> and he's like I'll tell you the time if you answer my questions he's like you didn't actually mean to hurt her right and she's like He's like, full honesty. She's like, I kind of wish she died. Not going to lie. (laughs) She's like, but Brandon, our bachelor, doesn't know any of this. And so, anywho, they get along. She acts like nothing happened. Yeah. And then they get engaged. She ends up winning. Oh, shit. (laughs) Even after. The
0: manifestation worked.
1: (laughs) It worked. We think she's
0: crazy. No, it worked. No, it worked. (laughs) She's the
1: winner. Yeah. She's the winner. Then she goes to move in with Brandon she walks in his place is a disaster it's such a mess yeah, he's a
0: bachelor of course he like, it's he's, so gross that's a batch pad yeah they, they have like one piece of living room furniture and then trash everywhere yes. socks on the floor their lids up there's pee on the rim crusty <laughs> <laughs> pee yep. and just the nicest TV it's like the only yeah, thing he's invested exactly, in <laughs> yeah. it's just like that in video games yep. and like one recli- like, <laughs> recliner chair yeah. in the center of the room no other furniture <laughs> oh, <that's> so gross <laughs> because it's
1: glass table with all these nasty ass fingerprints and when they first kissed on the show she's like oh he tastes like whiskey and peanut butter and i was like that's so weird (laughs) that's very specific but But she comes in he looks like a train wreck like she she hasn't seen him just being a human yeah you know that's not all glowed up for tv and he's just kind of like your average dude And she sees on the coffee table while he's like paused from his like video games that he has he pours whiskey into a jar of oh, peanut hell. butter, oh. mixes it up, and eats it with a knife. What the so fuck? gross. <laughs> so gross. But yeah, so they end up going out to dinner, and all of these women are just so obsessed with him because they saw the show and he starts treating her like shit because yeah, he saw the show too after it aired and he's like you're insane like i picked the wrong ashley (laughs) (laughs) and he's just a dick and she's like okay not my finest moment but this is cruel right and these women come up to him while they're out at dinner supposed to be on a date and they're like oh my god brandon Mm -hmm. sign my tummy (laughs) (laughs) totally acting like ashley's not even there one of the girls turns in like Bits on her it's just so rude and so then it hits her because he's talking to her at this restaurant she's like oh and he's like calm down like and he's like you know sometimes i think i picked the wrong ashley she's like what are you talking about and he's like you don't understand he says try to keep up babe you were the villain Ugh. So she was like the villain of the yeah. show. Yeah. And didn't realize that she thought this whole time like she's yeah. like this is a love story. Yeah. Like I was the chosen yep. one. Yep. But really she was just chosen to look like absolute yep. trash. Yep. So she got the bad at it. Yeah. So it's just awful. So that's Ashley, Gretel, Hansel, and Gretel. Wait, so are they still
0: together at this point in therapy? They're still yes. okay. okay.
1: They're still engaged. She keeps like looking at her ring, okay. and she's like, "Look at my ring." Yes. Um. <laughs> also, like he's an asshole. <laughs> he's an asshole, but look, it's so pretty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then we have Gretel. She was ditched by her family. They had no money. Hers was the most ambiguous, I feel, because there's a lot of uncertainty. Like, was she left by her family because they couldn't afford to take care of her and her brother? Or did they just get lost? Like, what happened? And instead of a trail of breadcrumbs, they left a trail of Adderall. (laughs) (laughs) I love it! They end up at this candy house. But now like 20 years later she and her brother view the situation very differently because she's like well yeah because the witch was fattening you up like that's why you were eating like yeah, she's like, she just wants to eat you yep. <laughs> out And that's savvy. It's so gross. <laughs> and because he's like, there was so much food there, Gretel. Like, I don't understand like why you say she was starving you. Because, like, when they got out and they were in the hospital, she was extraordinarily malnourished, oh. like, very unhealthy. All her teeth yeah. were, like, rotted Ooh. from the initial, like, candy. Right. Yeah. And he was, like, a little more tubby than he was going in. Right. And he's like, there were so many yummy things. And she's like, she was starving me. She's like after dinner, after he'd go to bed, like she would like have her breathe in her face Ew. to see if she could Ew. like yes, yeah, so gross. She could smell anything to see if she snuck if anything. She ate, yeah, mm-hmm. they never explicitly say, but they do kind of talk about her being shoved into the oven. How Gretel like air quote committed murder which
0: please Um, (laughs) right (laughs) not murder if you're captured and tortured and insane gonna be eaten anyway
1: yes and then ends up in the media as these two kids that were found, but the girl, they say, is like, crazy because she's talking about this witch and this candy house and how it's like, and the, the son's like, I don't, that's not how I remember. Like, their stories aren't lining up, oh. so they're like, ugh.
0: Of she- course the woman's not believed.
1: Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Sweet little baby child. Yep. She's just, yeah. And so, different stories, it kind of leads to everyone judging her but not her brother, and um, it leads to a lot of, like, trust issues. Okay. And then lastly, we have Raina, who was basically sold, this is kind of the story of Rumpelstiltskin, so she's sold by her father, basically, who's, like, kind of pawning her off. He meets Jake Jackson, the host of The One, this guy, guy at the bar, at a bar, and is like, oh my god, like, you should hire my daughter, like, look how pretty she is, da-da-da-da-da, and, like, is, like, kind of selling her off. Mm -hmm. And he's like i know she's gonna do great like i'll bet you two grand that in three months like she'll be like as good as any of your staff damn she ends up landing this job she was working as a waitress with like a bunch of crusty dudes which we know all too well from our (laughs) grill days and works in production among the production staff of the one okay um but this is way before ashley's time on the show And she's absolutely unqualified. She knows it. She's like, I've never edited, like, footage in my fucking life. Like, I have no idea. Out drops this. He calls himself an imp. That oh. he's an imp, but it's just this little, she calls him Little Man. Okay. <laughs> and he goes by Little Man. Okay, okay. Um, But he's, he, she talks about, he has, like, I, I honestly kind of imagine, like, Dobby from, because she talks about his gigantic eyes, gigantic ears, yeah. and gigantic feet, and she's, like, the all of this package, like, doesn't, this anatomy is confusing to me. It's yeah. <laughs> very Dobby. He's, he's nice. like, identifies as an imp okay um and so he agrees to help her and she's like why like what do you want in return he's like no don't worry about it like I'm sure you'll pay me back sometime like it's fine and she's like okay I don't really have much
0: of those choice here yeah
1: yeah Yeah, like I don't know what to do so everyone in the production team is kind of rooting for her failure No. and so he ends up helping her and they stay in the office together all the time and like become really good friends and become really close Um, but nobody knows about him he like hides in the ducts he always smells like burgers
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's hilarious
1: she put a sheet in the trash can and that's like where he hides when people come in and stuff no one sees him, um, and she's like, "Are you sure you don't want like you don't want anything in return?" He's like, "No," and then Jake Jackson starts like hitting on her and is mm-hmm. like, "Oh intern," Ew. and like gives her this new fancy like rose gold office set of like stapler and shit. Yeah,
0: just what everyone wants. Yes, God, <laughs>
1: <Ugh>. <laughs> so yucky. And so they end up like fucking, and she and Jake Jackson. Yeah, and she's like I think that little man could s- could smell
0: it no! No! <laughs> it's so gross.
1: but like ends up like he's like oh my god like you're pregnant aren't you oh yeah and she's like yeah but like he doesn't know <gasps> and so he's like well you know like I could help, like, I could help you. I could keep editing for you, and, like, I could make money for you. And, like, you could go back to college, and, like, you could take care of this baby. Like, has, like, really loves her, and you can tell. I want a little man. I know. (laughs) So sweet. You you can tell he just adores her and, like, really wants what's best for her. Yeah. And he's like, well... I give you three days to decide, like, if you want to be, like, me or him, basically. Oh. Like, yeah. and so she's like, I like don't... little man. I know. She's like, well, I don't even, like, know you. And he's like, then find out. Oh, you
0: don't know Jake Johnson either. Yeah, I know. God. I was like... Gross. <laughs> gross. Yep.
1: So she's like, well, find out then. She doesn't even know his name. And so then she sees something that kind of, like, hints out where he would be living. And another thing, too, is that driving to and from the office is so expensive for her um it's like a really long commute Mm -hmm. so she's just been sleeping at the office a lot of the time to save time and money yeah and so then she follows it's like pouring down rain but she like walks to find where she thinks he is and lo and behold she finds out that he's living above this burger joint that's why he always smells like burgers. That's why he always smells like burgers. And so there's, like, this apartment building, and he lives in the apartment above. Right. Okay. She, she's so creepy, but she climbs on top of this dumpster to look in his window. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and he's, like, in his, like, tidy whities and t-shirt. <laughs> like, he's just, he's so tiny, and, like, he ends up wearing, like, he's wearing these children's clothes. Like, yeah. he's just bitty. Yeah. Um, and at one point, Jake Jackson was like, oh, my God, I found a rat, vermin, bit," and so so little man ends up taking this rat home Aww. and so you see him he's kind of just dancing around his apartment and he grabs all this food and like feeds it to tiny
0: i love which this which is the name of the rat yeah. I'm team little man.
1: Yeah, I know. What what a guy. Yeah. He names his rat Tiny. So cute. And so for y'all that don't know, Steph has a kitty cat named Tiny. A little tiny cat. Aw. She's Um, fat, but. (laughs) She's so cute. I love her. (laughs) She's the best. She's so cute. And starts just kind of dancing and listening to music on his, and he starts like jumping on his bed, just dancing and having the best time. And she's like, is he singing? Like, what is he singing? And then you find out that he's singing his name. Okay. And so she's like, Oh, this whole time his name's been a secret to everyone. Got so it. I think he's just like rejoicing yeah. in the fact that yeah. he's
0: preserved his he identity. S- yeah, he, he still has his name.
1: Yeah. And so she goes to work and she's like, I he comes the next day and she's like, I know who you are now. Like she's like, I can't like I can't choose you. I'm sorry. Like da And Wrong he decision. is so upset. Aww. It like tears him in half. Aww. And then it, like, literally tears oh. him in half. Oh. Like, he, like, oh. rips no. in half. Oh, God. Yeah, it's, like, so insane. So he rips in half. Like, six months later, well, she ends up married to Jake Jackson. Gross. And later finds out that the baby was actually <gasps> little man. Oh. Okay. They got a little, they got a little, uh... Frisky? Frisky.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: So the baby is actually his. Okay. (laughs) But she is so torn up about it. And like the women at group therapy are like. She's not the only one torn up about (laughs) it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Rip. (laughs) (laughs) So she's, like, so upset, and then all the women are, like, didn't Jake Jackson notice that, like, the baby looks like Dobby? Yeah. (laughs) And she's, like, no, he, like, never had much interest in her anyways, which is really sad because it's supposedly, like, their daughter. Anyhow, so it ends with all of a sudden Will gets all infuriated. He's, like, what the fuck? Like why? Like, da-da-da. And then his face, like, implodes. (laughs) And you find out that he's actually been Jake Jackson in disguise this whole time. What? Yeah. And he's like, you cheated on me! And she's like, you're a dick! Like, (laughs) what the fuck? And so this whole time you find out that he planted these cameras around and wanted to make a new reality show where these misunderstood women got to share their stories. No! Mm -hmm. And... uh, Kind of correct the perception that he in the media industry has been perpetuating this whole time. Oh, yes, let's fix the problem you
0: created, bud. Yeah. So by gross. taking advantage of these women and yes. broadcasting it.
1: Yes. Superb. Okay. One of them being your wife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. So that's kind of how it ends. And there's an epilogue where the women each. Kind of move on. You can tell that they've moved on from their trauma. Um, Gretel works for, like, the Met Museum. And so it kind of shows her and Bernice meeting up for coffee. And Bernice going to visit, like, the ancient Egypt part of the museum. And visiting, like, the Tiffany jars there Mm -hmm. that she's donated. So she gets rid of all the ex-girlfriends. and Okay, good for her. Good for her. Yeah. And I really... So my thoughts, like, I loved this book. Like... I felt like each individual story was so rich and like yeah. full and unique. And I did love how they all came together at the end. Raina got divorced. Good. Ashley broke off the engagement. Good. Ruby got a new job at working at like a bookstore coffee shop, which loved. did she
0: take off her wolf? Pelt, yeah, she took it off all
1: because she made a deal with Bernice. She's like, you get rid of all of the skin in your apartment and <laughs> I'll take your, off. Your ex, uh,
0: your <laughs>
1: yeah, she's like, you get rid of all yeah. of those and I'll take the coat off. Okay. Good. So they made a deal. Yes. Bernice donated the canopic jars and got rid of all the other yeah. women. <laughs> women leather. <laughs> yeah. And then Ruby got rid of her coat. And, yeah, they had such distinct personalities that I thought, like, were really beautifully done. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of conflict, but it made the ending, like, that much sweeter. Yeah. And I have, like, a buttload of quotes, so I'll try to make yes. it brief. okay. <laughs> because I did think that, like, it did have so many good nuggets of, yeah. like, because it is a therapy setting. And even right. though Will ended up being this weird this
0: disgusting creep.
1: Yeah, they still really worked together a lot and came to a lot of like revelations yeah. and stuff. And Ruby is just an absolute mood. I love her. She's like such a mood. So when she first talks about losing her job, when she just starts telling her story, she goes, "This morning, I was late for my shift at the coffee shop because I fell asleep on the train and had to backtrack because I was sleep deprived because I was hungover, <laughs> yeah. which is another story, not one worth telling."
0: <laughs> I love that. love that. I love it. Can relate. <laughs>
1: (laughs) And she really touches on an element of the trauma that she experienced because she was getting so much shit for wearing this coat and shoes. Like, the coat made me who I am. Like, who would I be without it? And it just was kind of this, like, I felt like it really kind of hinted at the underpinnings of the story of how each of these people, like, how the trauma had really affected their lives and really affected their identities. She does end up telling Bernice because Bernice this whole time is so just – self-deprecating in a very like real painful way that we all are towards ourselves and so Ruby being the one who says all the things that people are too afraid to say says what makes you so annoying Bernice is that you're not actually as ugly or as stupid as you think you are
0: (laughs) and I was like honestly painful but like so true right like like, harsh but also is that that's probably
1: what's needed yeah Dude, chill. You yeah. yeah, like I kind of hear that in my head. After that, I was like, yeah. "Oh, ouch." Like, yeah <laughs> it's like kind of true. And then when Raina's talking to Ashley about her experience on the one, you know, Ashley's like giving the production team all this credit for being so supportive of her and for like trying to like get her to be the one. And then Raina says, "You were trapped by the producers." Mm-hmm. Even though they took everything away from you, they also gave you everything. Mm. She's like, It's hard to hate people who give you even just a few of the things you desperately want, mm. even if they're the ones who took them away from you in the first place. Mm. And I was like, Oof, These Powerful. are great yeah, nuggets. Seriously. And then what Ruby tells Gretel, because they were both like their trauma happened when they were younger or like children she was like Gretel like I kind of thought you would get it like I kind of thought you would get where I'm coming from like holding on to this coat because she's like we both escaped being eaten for lunch just to have the media eat us for dinner which I thought was just really impactful shitbag media yeah and then in Gretel's story She ends up dating this girl later on but doesn't tell her about her own childhood traumas. And I think it was Ashley's, one of the other women, like, is like, why didn't you tell her what happened? Like, she probably would have stayed with you and, like, understood what you were going through better. And then she's like, tragedy isn't capital. It doesn't buy you anything. I know, isn't that amazing? Yeah, she's like, tragedy isn't capital. It doesn't buy you anything. It doesn't automatically make you a better person. And it certainly doesn't make people love you. And I was like, Ooh. yeah. And then the last quote that I thought was really nice um, was in like the epilogue, and it just said, "You can't change the past, but it's infinitely reframable." Okay, okay. Oh God, that was so yeah, nice. that's good. So it was honestly there were so many more like nuggets like that. Yeah, that were just it r- has
0: good statements on like trauma yeah. and overcoming it, and yeah, yeah, just handling coping. So beautiful. And, yeah.
1: Yeah, and I yeah I love that like tragedy. In a really gross,
0: creepy story. Yeah, it was so good.
1: Yeah, and I did write just a couple of the one-star reviews.
0: Nice. (laughs) I gotta start doing that. I think they're so funny.
1: Um, I'll just read three like shorter ones. So one was this was a book. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely was a book. (laughs) Cannot in good faith give this more than one star because oh my god. And then this one was my favorite. I told Kyle this one this morning. This person goes, meh, not as good as it thought it was. <laughs> we'll it That's so mean yeah. That was so funny. And then this other person goes, Epically confusing to me, <laughs> genuinely and from the bottom of my heart. What the fuck, man? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. That's so good. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. So that was mine. Excellent. Loved Love. Him.
0: That's 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 really intriguing.
1: And now for your. Oh Would yes. you rather?
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. Would you rather be able to detect any lie, or be able to get away with telling any lie anytime? Ooh.
0: Ooh, that's tough. Yeah. Oh, jeez. I think I have to think about this one. Because I want to say, like, being able to detect any lie. Mm -hmm. But then I'm like, do I want to know every lie? Like, because... (sighs) Yeah. Like, especially for those little, like, white lies or, like, I don't know. And then being able to tell, get away with telling any lie sounds great. Right. But I feel it would lead to a whole host of just gross yeah. bad things and who would I be as a person.
1: Right. Yeah, that one definitely does seem like a slippery slope. Yeah. A slippier slope. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> that's intriguing though. I think I have to go with I don't want to know a real lie though. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. I think I have to go with knowing a lie when it's told to me though. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what I have to go with just because there. Like, no one wants to be lied to. True. And I think that's, for me, I think, because I think I would get into a lot of trouble if I could get away with any lie. I think yeah. I really would.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I guess it is about, like... How
0: much do you trust your moral compass? Yeah, exactly. Do you
1: trust that you wouldn't be mischievous? I'd or... like to
0: say I wouldn't, <laughs> but um, I think I could quickly turn into a total shitbag. So. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. I mean, you think about all the things that it could afford you. Yeah, right.
1: Like and you can walk like, into the
0: bank. Oh, I forgot my card, but you can trust me. I have yeah. the daughter of the bank owner and they said I could. Like, if, if you could get away with any lie. like, yeah. like
1: you could do anything. Right. Go anywhere. But then it also would be really lonely because no one would really know who you were. Yeah. Because you'd just
0: be right surrounded yeah. by life Exactly. Yeah. Like, it would just keep tumbling in on itself. And then- yeah. Yeah. Okay, what would you...
1: I think the first one as well, like, the being able to detect a lie. Yeah. I, Because Kyle and I talked about this, too, and I think that it would be more applicable in more situations... Because I feel like people are full of shit. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, like, uh, yeah. But I could go either way because, like, the occasional lie could come in handy. And it, it does could. come in handy. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, they always say to protect yourself, like, tell lies. Yeah. You know? Right. But then it's, like, having to remember all the lies that I've told and who I've told them to is yeah. so exhausting. Yeah. I am a shit liar, like, as <laughs> is. Like, I can't even surprise someone. Like, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm so bad at it. Yep. So I think that, yeah, I think I would want detect, to detect lies. Yeah. But then I feel like that would also be its own kind of source of loneliness. Right. Because, because
0: then, like, what if – like I'd be like, what if Rusty said, Oh, you look beautiful today? And I'm like, Oh, that's a fucking lie. Yeah. Ooh. Or like, you know, <laughs> yeah, just anything. Like I yes. feel like I'd be hurt so often. Yeah. Or like all yes. the times your boss just gives you placating compliment like, Oh, you did great today. Lie. Yeah. You know, like I don't know. It'd be that'd be really tough for me too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Especially since I'm such a people pleaser. Mm. Like I'm such a people pleaser that like mm-hmm. knowing people are just like giving me like placating words, I'd be like yeah. yeah worthless
1: yeah (laughs) you know Uh, yeah no it's especially like I feel like I wrestle with putting my worth in my productivity which is so unhealthy and I'm working on it friends but (laughs) (laughs) but like I feel like yeah if someone's like you did such a good job like you make me very happy as like a staff member or whatever and then you find out that's not true like you're like I'm literally like breaking myself to be a good staff member, and it's not good enough. Like I can't do anything more. So they're both they both suck ass. I want mm -hmm. neither. Yeah, but if I had
0: to pick, it'd be the first one. That's a good one. That's a good one. You have it. That's a tough one.
1: Yeah, and honestly, we would rather rather be be reading. (laughs) Bye guys. Bye.